At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 126. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. And I also love to explore overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship because, of course, being vegan is so much more than food. It's truly a lifestyle. So I love to bring all those topics here on the show. Make sure that you come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at Brown Vegan over there. And also all of the show notes and everything we talk about in this episode can be found at brownvegan.com under episode 126. So yes, guys, I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for tuning in for another week of the show. This is a solo one. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I'm a little nervous. I'm always nervous to do solo episodes. But this is going to be one that I get a lot of questions about. And I think that this will be a great place to just kind of share these tips on how I started this podcast and some, you know, behind the scenes of my workflow. I'm excited to share that, but I'm just always a little nervous to do solo episodes. So bear with me as I (laughs) conquer this fear with you. And so if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I mentioned that this week I wanted to do a solo one about how to start and grow and profit with a podcast because I get so many questions about that. And so I thought that this would be the perfect platform to do it on, of course, because it's my podcast, right? And also because I was recently featured on Apple for Black History Month. And so I thought this would be the perfect time to do it. I'm just so honored to be a part of that. And so that's why we're here. So in this episode, I want to talk about how I started the show, how I like to grow it, my workflow and making money, because those are the topics that I get the most questions about. So I hope you guys enjoy it. So if you don't know, I started this podcast back in 2013. Man, I should have looked it up before I started recording. But yes, that sounds about right, though. The end of 2013 is when I started. And let me tell (laughs) y'all, I had no idea what I was doing and who I was going to do it for. Well, kind of, sort of, but I really didn't know how I was going to put together a podcast. I know that I like listening to The Read. I think at that time, that was like the only podcast I listened to. In fact, I don't even think I really understood what a podcast was until I started listening to The Read back then. And so, yeah, I was like, okay, I wanted to have conversations with other Black vegans or people of color in general, because I felt like there wasn't a lot of that, especially back then. I was like, man, there's nobody really talking from this perspective. I really want to have it, you know, a conversation because I felt like it was so much stigma with veganism back then. I feel like there still is, but really back then it was pretty, it was pretty bad. So I had this series on my website where I would interview other vegans. I, the series was actually called Other Brown Vegan. 
And what I would do is send over questions from people that I would meet on Instagram. And I was just like, you know, could you answer these questions? Like, why did you decide to become a vegan? Share some of your favorite recipes and tips and things like that. So that's how I actually started it, you know, by doing that series, because I realized that I really wanted to have conversations with people. I didn't want to just send them over some questions and then post it on my website. And the first several episodes, I actually did not even have conversations with people because I wasn't even sure how to record the conversation. I wasn't sure how I was going to upload it to Apple. Like I had no idea what I was doing. So in those early days, I actually, if you go way, way back, don't, don't go way back. Okay. These episodes are pretty embarrassing. So don't go too far back. But (laughs) if you go way back, I believe like the first three or four episodes, I actually didn't even have a guest. It was just me talking because I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to record remotely and then upload everything. So That was a process (laughs) in itself. And honestly, I don't even remember. Oh, yes, I do. I did Skype in the early days. That's what I did. I would, and I'm sure you can still do this with Skype. And then I think the software was called Ecamm. And with the Ecamm software, I would use that to record the conversation. And then I would make it into an MP3 file and then edit and upload it that way. So yes, (laughs) that's what I did in those early days. And And as far as equipment, because I get that question so often, like, how are you actually putting the content out there? So I use my computer. I have a Yeti microphone that I use, a Blue Yeti. I actually recently upgraded this one. I think it's about $200. The one I had before for years was only about $130. And then what I do is I use Audacity, which is a free software. And I'll link all of this on the blog post, so don't worry. Audacity, which is a free software software that I use to actually edit. And I'm actually using Audacity right now to record this episode, free software. And yeah, that's what I use to edit. I also use a free software called Trello. And I use that to organize all the information for my guests, notes for myself, things that I need to remember, just the steps that I need to take to actually go from conception to actually like executing the full episode. All of the steps are listed out in Trello. So I use that. I use a I hope I'm not going too fast because I know I tend to talk a lot fast, but I also use software called Wave and I use that to take like 30 second previews of the episodes to use that on social media so that I can actually use that as a way to promote the episodes because I think it's so important to actually promote the work that you do, put that out there somewhere. And as far as where I actually host all of my files, as far as for each episode of the podcast, I use software called Lipson. As far as I can remember, I think I've always used them. I think I've, I've never used anything else. And that's how I actually store the files so that it's being distributed to Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all of those different platforms that it needs to go on. As far as my website hosting, I use Squarespace and that's where I put all the show notes and the audio files and just everything pertaining to each episode on Squarespace, which actually hosts my website, you know, the links and everything like that. So I know that sounds like a lot. But in general, all you really need is a microphone, a way to edit, and a way to distribute your content. So keep it as simple as possible for yourself so that you can actually get it done. Like I said, for me, it was completely like humble beginnings, like truly, truly humble beginnings of getting the show done. And you probably just have to be like me and just start before you're ready because you're never going to actually feel ready. So yes, with that said, 
That's the equipment that I use. Keep it really simple. And honestly, these days you can get away with just actually using your phone to record, especially when you're doing solo episodes. Just record it using, if you have an iPhone, the voice memo. I use that still for solo episodes. Not this one, but in previous episodes when I'm on the go, it's just a lot easier for me to just record it that way. So use your phone, use whatever you have to make this work. Don't overthink it. Don't give yourself a hard time. If it's not perfect, be okay with like growing into it. And I say that for you and me, because sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> what are you doing, Monique? So don't feel like you have to be perfect. Just get started. The next part that I want to talk about is actually formatting your, your content for the show. Like for me, my format is I do an intro, an interview. In the middle of the interview is usually a sponsorship and then an outro. So one of the things that I did very early on is thought about like how I wanted the show to be set up in a way to help the guests feel comfortable and also to help my audience have an idea of what to expect from me. Like people who have been listening for a while, you probably already can see that that's my format. So you can do solo episodes. You don't have to do interview episodes. You know, you can do whatever works best for you. For me, I like doing interviews because I love, love, love having conversations with people. I love picking their brains. I love learning something new. So it just works better for me to have an interview style podcast. But the truth is, after all of these years, I noticed that the reason I'm so nervous to do solo episodes is because I kind of hide behind my guests, which I know is not good, but it's, it's just the truth. It's so easy to bring like really smart and amazing and interesting people on here and let them share their experiences. And I kind of like facilitate the conversation opposed to me sharing my own. So I think it's better <laughs> to don't do like me. You can have a mixture of solo episodes and interviews so that people can get to know who you are. And also, even if you just do solo episodes, you can keep them like, you know, 10, 15 minutes and just share something that you're an expert in. I feel like there should be more vegan podcasts personally. So if you want to do a vegan podcast, definitely let me know, DM me and I will listen. I promise. I love listening to podcasts anyway. And I just don't feel like there's enough vegan ones out there. So that's how I feel about as far as formatting the actual episodes. In the beginning, let me tell you for interviews, y'all. It was such a mess. Shout out to all the people who like trusted me to come on this podcast with no plan. Because back in the early days, I didn't even do like pre-interviews or pre-questions or anything. I used to be like, hey, yeah, you're cool. You want to be on my podcast? Okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's just meet at two o'clock on Skype and we'll just talk. And you know, like I had no true plan back in those early days. It was crazy. And like I said, shout out to all those people who came on and just trusted that I would make them sound good. <laughs> because these days what I do is I love to have the pre-interview. It's a 15 minute call. And I just basically, you know, go over topics with people, you know, get an idea of what we're going to talk about and then answer any questions or concerns they have about doing the podcast, you know, because it's a little, it can be a little nerve wracking to, to be on somebody else's platform. And so I just use that time to get, you know, build a little bit of rapport with people, especially if it's somebody that I've never spoken to and, you know, get them comfortable with actually doing the episode and just letting them <laughs> be free to do that. So that is typically how that looks as far as now. Yeah. So I just do that. And then I just take notes on the conversation we have, find out if there's anything they want to promote. And then we just go from there. Just keep it real simple. As far as the actual workflow, as far as what I'm doing behind the scenes and getting everything done, the first thing I usually do is pitch my guests. 
typically it's people that I already have some type of relationship with, you know, just even if it's just a a general basic Instagram kind of relationship, we know we're familiar with each other. We follow each other. We comment on each other. I usually reach out to the person via DM or email and I just say, Hey, you want to come on? This is, (laughs) this is the platform. (laughs) Here's the link to check out previous episodes. If you never listen, I would love to talk about X, Y, and Z is typically how I do it. Send them over a link and then we go from there. And then I find out if they're interested and then they say, yes, then I'll send them a link to my calendar because I don't want to keep going back and forth and saying, it's Monday good for you at five o'clock. If I send over the calendar, they're able to pick, you know, choose the time that works best for them. And so that's what I do. I send over a calendar and then we get on a phone call for that 15 minutes and we go over everything. And then after that conversation, I send them another link to my actual calendar. And then once we get on there, oh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I use Zencaster these days. I used to use Skype and Zoom to record the interviews, but my editor, hey, Daniel, <laughs> told me that Zencaster would be a better fit because he's able to take both of the files and then improve the quality of both of them at different times. It's like, instead of on Skype, it used to just be one file, but with Zencaster, they actually take the file, two different files. So it's my file and then the person that is being interviewed. So it's two different files. So if somebody sounds distorted, he can fix that and make us sound better if it's two separate files. So Zencaster is what I use. And I absolutely love that. Super easy. I send them a link at 30 minutes before we start the conversation. We get on. I might make sure they don't have any questions. And then I record and we just talk. <laughs> My favorite thing to do, just like chit-chatting, you know? So then after that, I ask them to send me over a picture for social media. I just keep that picture on file. Just hold on to that. And afterwards, I listen to the conversation and take notes, you know, any any links that I need to know about, any anything I need to put on a blog post, anything that they wanted to promote. And then also my notes to actually record an introduction, which used to be my least favorite thing of all. Like I absolutely, I kind of still do. Don't really like recording the introduction. I don't know why, but I don't, I'm not like the biggest fan of that. But as far as like the little introduction and what that usually includes is just letting you know, you know, welcome back to the podcast. This is who's on the show. And this is what we talk about. That's basically what the introduction is. And it's only usually like two or three minutes. I don't know why I always have such hangups about that, but I always feel like (laughs) I never know what to say, which is weird, even though I know what to say. Anyway, with the introduction, I usually, after I take all of the notes from listening that one time, I record the introduction and then I record that any sponsorship that needs to be featured in that episode, I go ahead and record that too. And then I send over everything to my editor and let him work his magic. And that I feel like has been the biggest turning point of this podcast for me is having someone to help me with that process. Like, man, I didn't realize how much editing was stressing me out until I didn't have to do it anymore. And it's been incredible. Like it was truly, truly worth the investment to pay to have someone help me. And it's crazy because a couple of days before Daniel, who was my editor, reached out to me, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know how I'm going to find somebody to help me edit this podcast. (laughs) Like, I really need help with that. How can I find somebody to help me? And he reached out and he actually, in that email he sent me, he hit all of my pain points, everything that I was concerned about. And he was just like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and do this one free episode for you. Let me know what you think and go from there. And I was just like, and it actually, the email set in my inbox for like a week or so. 
And I was like, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and let him edit the next one. <laughs> and let me tell you, within like five minutes of him sending the edit files back to me, I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I need, I need him to help me with this. And so I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful that I have him because man, it really has helped me with the consistency of the show and the quality of the show, I feel like, because I don't have to worry about everything. And I thought that editing wasn't taking me that long to do, but it was because I would stress over every little detail when it comes to the editing. I felt like everything has to be perfect. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over the years is that, you know what, people, they don't gravitate to perfection. They gravitate to things that are real. Everything that I feel like I need to improve about myself is everything that people really like <laughs> when I'm just like a mess. People really not saying they want me to be a mess, but when I just kind of just put myself out there and this is what it is and I don't feel like I have to censor myself, people appreciate that. And so I feel like having him doing the editing for me relieved me in so many ways because once he gets the file, I send it over to him. He takes care of it. He works his magic. It takes him like no time. Sometimes I'm just like, really? Like, how the hell did he get this episode back to me so fast <laughs> when I send it over? And then once he sends the episode back, what I do is I do a final listen and take some final notes. And then I just upload it to Lipson and get it done that way. I want to hop in and thank Organifi for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So I told you guys last week how much I love their products. I want to tell you a little bit more about them. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offers high quality plant-based ingredients to optimize our health. Each of their blends is science-backed to craft the most effective dosage with ingredients that are, of course, organic and free of fillers. At this point, Organifi is a part of my daily routine. I enjoy their green juice in the morning because all I have to do is just staring in with some water and just go. I don't have to worry about chopping ingredients or blending anything. I love that it has spirulina, turmeric, red beets, wheatgrass, all of these amazing superfoods to help reset my morning. And it's just so convenient. At night, like I told you guys before, I absolutely love their Organifi Gold because it helps me to relax and rest. I am someone who is super anxious. I overthink everything. So it's always so helpful for me to just have this warm drink at night with a plant-based milk, with this superfood ingredients such as ginger and turmeric and coconut milk. It really is delicious and it's just a great, nice, calming drink to have. As a listener to the podcast, I want you to take advantage of this special offer from Organifi. All you have to do is go to Organifi.com slash brownvegan and enter the discount code brownvegan. They have so many amazing products on their site. I know I only told you about two, but I definitely want you to check out the other ones that they have with things to help boost our immune system, things to help energize us, relax us. Amazing products over there. Once again, that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash brown vegan to take advantage of a 15% discount on any item on the website. So you would think that after I did all of that work, right, as far as pitching people to be on a show, interviewing them, Recording the intros, recording ads and everything. And once it's finally uploaded, you would think that that's like the last step, but it's not. I feel like in so many ways, that's just like the middle with so many other steps that we have to do that I have to do after that to make sure that the episode is being treated the way it should. 
And so what that means is that I need to actually write a blog post and put all of the links and everything there for people. Make sure that I reach out to the sponsorship, to the, whoever the brand is that's sponsoring the episode, let them know that the episode is live and where the ad is as far as the timestamp on the episode where they can hear the ad. That includes me actually going in Lipson and Apple and updating the show notes with everything, making a Canva image. So what I do for each episode is once they send over their picture, I go in Canva, come up with a title for the episode and then put their picture there. And then I have to actually make like a little preview, like a 30 second preview for social media. So I post that on Insta story. I post it on my feed. Then I have to reach out to the guest and send all of that information over to them as well. So they can promote the episode on social media. Did I mention that I write a blog post? Yeah, write a blog post. So there's like a lot of like behind the scenes steps that go along with this as well. And I'm not making it, I hope it doesn't sound overwhelming, especially if you don't have a podcast yet. You don't have to do all of these steps, okay? I just wanna show you what my process is because I get, like I said, so many questions about what I'm doing. And I really wanna get to the point where a lot of these other steps that I have a VA to kind of handle a lot of these steps too, because it really is time consuming. It doesn't really seem like as much to just send links to people on social media, tell them that the episode is live, all of that. It doesn't really seem like it's a lot, but it really is. It really is. It probably takes, after the episode is live, it probably takes me another hour and a half to get everything else done. And the only reason why it's an hour and a half is because I've been doing it for so long. So technically, that's actually kind of short. So yeah. <laughs> so another topic I want to go over is the part about making money because people, some people tell me they don't want to start a podcast because they can't figure out how they're going to actually monetize it. And for me, there are like so many different ways that I've been able to monetize this show in the past. But at this very second, especially with COVID, sponsorships have been the biggest part. So right now with the sponsorships, I usually have a mid-roll, like in the middle of an interview or in this episode is going to be in the middle of me talking. <laughs> It'll be like 90 seconds of me promoting a product that I use and I feel that it will be valuable for my listeners. And so that's what I usually do. And that has been the biggest way for me to make money consistently on the show. And I like really appreciate that. And I like having like long-term contracts instead of just working with a brand one time. I love being able to work with a brand for multiple weeks in a row because I feel like they get the biggest return on their investment because once people hear it multiple times, they're more likely to go check out the website or check out the product opposed to hearing it one time. Because you know what podcasting, most of us are doing so many other things while we're listening that you have to convince us to be able to stop and actually go to another website <laughs> while you're, you know, driving or washing dishes or, you know, cleaning up or whatever. So, yeah, I think that having long term sponsorships has been really, really helpful. And it also gives me an idea of how much I'll get paid every month, which is always a good thing. So as far as the sponsorships, a lot of times when that the way that happens is it's incoming. So a brand will see that I'm on Apple or Maybe they find me on Instagram and then they'll reach out and we'll negotiate at that point. So right now I'm so thankful because I have someone that does that for me. Oh my God, y'all don't understand. Like I think when I think about it, it kind of makes me sick to my stomach because there's been so many times over the years that I could have made like some pretty good money, but I would always let the ball drop because I had too many moving parts. Like I was trying to do the podcast. I was trying to do YouTube. I had a blog. I was trying to be active on social media. I was just trying to respond to comments. Like I would try to do so many different things that I wasn't really handling the business side the way that I should have. And so it's just amazing to have somebody 
who their job is to just negotiate for me. And all I have to do is deliver. And I'm just so thankful that I finally have that in place because I'm telling you, for so many years, I did not. (laughs) And it was a hot mess. Another thing, too, that helped me, though, is I used to work with a podcast agency. And so they didn't do necessarily just do podcasts and they did YouTube too, but brands would, they had relationship with brands and then brands would reach out to them and say, you know, who would be a good fit for this, this type of campaign? Who would be a good fit for this sponsorship? And then they would pitch me and then I would get paid from that. So that was really helpful too, working with an agency. But don't feel like you have to do everything yourself because for the longest time I did, and it wasn't because I felt like I had to do everything myself. I just didn't know any other way. And I was so used to it. And I was a little bit nervous to completely invest in my brand. But these days, y'all, uh-uh. <laughs> I am never afraid to invest. I will put all the coins in. So I'm really thankful for that. So like I said, mainly sponsorships is like the bulk of the money that I make these days when it comes to promoting this platform or using this platform. And another way too is that, I'm, and so I'm going to go ahead and also share some other ways that I've been able to make money. Products, like I have a zero to vegan course that's on my website. And so I, some episodes I will, not recently, but for a while there, I would promote my zero to vegan course or my vegan starter kit. And the vegan starter kit would actually lead people to the zero to vegan course and they would purchase it that way with a discount. And so that was a way for me to get some money too, is selling my own products and services. And I highly recommend that. Like if you first start your podcast and you have your own products and services, sponsor yourself. Cause I really want to get to that point. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. I want to get to the point in which I am sponsoring Monique. I don't have to work with any brands. Like I'm promoting my own shit. You know what I'm saying? I really want to get to that point. And so having your own products and services is a great way to use your platform to promote everything else that you have going on outside of your podcast. Another way that I've been able to make money in the past pre-COVID was live events. Like I would be always invited to like conferences and I would do like little speaking gigs and cooking demos and things like that because people would find me on YouTube or they would find me on my podcast and they would invite me out to talk about different topics. And that is some good money. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) That's some good money. And it's a great way to travel too. So say for instance, they send me to Austin. I'll be in Austin for two or three days working. And then I would like extend my stay for a little longer and turn it into like a little vacation, like a little leisure time. And I think that's a great way to travel. It's a great tax write-off, all of the good stuff. And you make a coin, a nice coin when you do a lot of these events. So I do miss that. I didn't do it like every month or anything like that, but I did it often enough that it was nice. It was always a good time. And so that's another way that you can make money as far as being invited places. And you can also do your own events. Like speaking of the read, I mentioned them in the beginning. They had a live event in DC a few years ago and I went to that. And I know, I remember like I, cause I'm always thinking about counting the coins, right? So as I'm sitting there at the event, I know they had like an hour where they did, they sold merch in the beginning and then they sold merch at the end, I think. And then they were sponsored by a couple of brands while they were in there. And then they had just live podcasts. That's what it was. It was just a podcast, but it was live with an audience. And so you can do your own events. That's another amazing way to make money. And when, like I said, when I was sitting in there, y'all, I was like, oh, I know they made some coins up and I know they made the money. <laughs> like looking around, it was an auditorium of about 350 people. They sold all of that merchandise and it was sponsored. I was like, oh my God, I know they made so much money. <laughs> 
Y'all, I'm this a Libra in me. I love, you know, we think about the coins. We think about the coins. So yeah, that's a great way. Of course, live events is a great way to make some money. Also, another way that I make money is through affiliate links. So if I mention something on a on this episode, what I'll do is I'll link it. If I don't, if I don't have a direct affiliate link for the for the brand i'll link my amazon link if i talk about books or anything like that i get a certain kickback for it it's usually not a lot of money but that is a great start it's always nice when i get a little amazon check i just usually put that right into savings because it's always unexpected anyway so that's another way affiliate links and you know linking to different things that you talk about in the episode on the blog post and allowing people to, you know, buying something that you already recommend and you just get a little kickback for it. You know, they don't have to pay anything additional. So that's also a great way to make money. So, yes, y'all. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered all of the the main topics. I have no problem doing another episode if I need to about this. But at this moment, I kind of just want to talk about some of the things that I am looking forward to going forward in, in 2021 with this show. And one of them is having someone help me with like scheduling. (laughs) I am so terrible at that, like reaching out to people, you know, having them be a guest on the show, tell them what to expect, getting them on my calendar. And you would think that, okay, fine, I'm sending them a link and I'm doing that anyway. But no, it takes so much effort, so much work. And I want to really improve this show. And the only way to do that is to have somebody help me with some of the scheduling and also having that person research some of my guests for me so that it makes it easier for me to have like a a more, I guess, fluid conversation, like a more deep conversation, more fun conversation, because I know more about my guests. So I would love to have someone come. And that's like my goal for next quarter is to have someone you know, five to 10 hours a week just to help me with scheduling guests, researching guests and getting everything flowing. That will save me so much time. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to batch processing my episodes a little bit more opposed to just doing everything for each week as it's happening. I want to get into the habit of actually, you know, editing my podcast in batches for myself, like recording things in batches opposed to doing everything week to week. Because sometimes I have a lot going on and it's not even like super, just stuff that be going on in my head and I don't feel like doing it (laughs) or things in my personal life is just a hot mess sometimes. And I really don't want to do everything at one time. And so if I bat some of the work, it won't feel like it's taking so much time and it won't feel like it's, sometimes it does, it can feel like a burden because like you have heard in this episode, there's so many moving parts. And so I want to get to the point in which I'm actually you know, recording several ads at one time, recording several intros at one time so that I don't have to worry about doing everything week to week and being nervous about missing deadlines and things like that. So yeah, that's what I'm really looking forward to. And one final thing is I'm really looking forward to talking more overall lifestyle topics and and wellness topics. I want to really infuse more of that into the the show in 2021 and beyond. So that is what I'm looking forward to as well. So Yeah, so I know this is so different and I'm actually kind of tired of talking. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. But somebody who talks so damn much, I can't believe I am, but I am. I hope I didn't talk too fast. If you need me to clarify anything, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram at MattBrownVegan. Send me a DM. I'll be more than happy to help. I really, really appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to this show and supporting for all of these years. I just cannot believe... (laughs) that has been this long. 
And the thing is, as you probably have known, it's like, okay, I'm on 126 after all of these years, but yes, I would do the show, but I wasn't as consistent as I am now. And I'm so thankful for consistency. And I'm so thankful to have slowly building a team behind the scenes to help take this to the next level. And I know that that consistency is actually what landed me on the Apple feature. I don't think, I know, I'm not even gonna say I think, I know that I would have never been on Apple's radar if it wasn't for the consistency. So I just think of, and not only the consistency, but you guys listening to me every week. And I appreciate it. I like truly, truly do. And I just look forward to us to continue to build and grow and learn together. And yeah, that's all I have to say. Let me be quiet. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your day. Show notes and everything that I mentioned in this episode, you can find it at brownvegan.com under episode 126. And I will talk to you guys next week. I actually have Jessica in the kitchen on the show next week. I'm so excited. Like months and months of me thinking about pitching her to be on here. And when I asked her, she was like, sure, I would have been waiting for you. And I'm like, what? You listen? So yes, I love that. I love this about this work. I've gotten to the point where I've been able to grow the show because of the people that I have on here are so supportive. And they bring their audiences to me. And that's one of the most organic ways I've been able to grow the show. I don't even know if I had really much of a chance to talk about that. But yeah, having my guests on here and telling them to promote the episode on their social media is how I'm able to organically grow my listeners and my followers on Instagram. I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention that earlier, (laughs) but that is what I have done to make that possible. And so I'm so thankful for those people who share the episodes with their audiences on those different platforms. So yes, I'm going to go now. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.